Kate Fennessy's writing her first novel. And Helen Brown's going to help her. Welcome to our podcast, Novel Therapy. How to make life your best creative project ever. Hi everyone and welcome to episode one of the second season of Novel Therapy. Oh, it's unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> it's so good to be back and so many people said they missed us. It is, it's wonderful. <laughs> I was trying to remember when our last, um, when our bonus Christmas episode was. It must have been obviously a couple of weeks before, before Christmas. Before Christmas, yeah. So it's been a while. It has. What have you been up to? <laughs> <laughs> so much. Um, well, just in the most recent patch of time, aka the last week, I went to a really interesting, I guess it would be a digital festival or a, an ideas festival maybe called Pause Fest. Not pause as in Jonah's pause, but pause as in stop for a little bit. Um, that was in Melbourne. And, I, and that was really good. It was quite interesting. Um, I did a podcast workshop. Wow. In there. And did you find we were doing everything wrong? <laughs> no, kind of the opposite, actually. I think I was one of the most advanced students in the oh, class. Really? Yeah. Oh, I love to hear that. Yeah, exactly. Well, we had 11 episodes down. One girl had done seven episodes and most of the other people were either thinking of doing a podcast or, yeah, pretty yeah. much. So, no, it was, it was actually quite good. Um, and of course, last night we went and saw a live podcast show. We did. Mamma Mia Mama Out Mia. Loud. Yeah. And look, we're doing a live podcast very soon and we're very excited we about it. We can't wait. In yes. Fact, it's out at Mornington Peninsula. It is. It's at the Blue Mini Cafe, um, which is in Rosebud. And it's on Tuesday, the 24th of March. So it's a, it's part of the Peninsula Writers Club event. Um, I think they're calling it Authors Up, which I love that name. Yeah, that's <laughs> totally us. <laughs> so we're up. We're the first Authors Up. Um, yeah, so that's really exciting. And if anyone in Fitzroy North can give Veronica a lift, please let us know because Veronica would love a lift. Yes, she's currently just there waiting for her lift, like waiting for an <laughs> Uber to arrive. So we need to connect her with a lift from the from the north side. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much been what's been happening with me is, you know, it's been January. Apparently January went really long and slow for a lot of people. Did, Did you it? find well, that? Well, look, there was bushfires. Yeah. Now we've got this virus that we can't call that word anymore. It's now called, uh, is it COVID-19? Really? Yeah, yeah. They've oh, I missed the that name. update. Okay. Yeah. So this is perfect material for the writer. I mean... This is the dystopian novel actually happening, mm, Kate. So and you true. know, when we first looked at your book, I, I said, put it in the present, put it in the present. Yes. You were putting it five or ten years I ago. I was, yeah. Look at the present we've got now. I mean, this is a writer's dream. And if you don't do it, sure as hell, half a dozen other writers yeah. are going to write about the bushfires, the incredible impact, and this virus. These huge things, they bring out the best and worst yeah in, in people I did actually wonder that it's interesting that you brought that up I did wonder whether because I'm currently it's set in 2019 because it was last year but so much has happened this, this summer you reckon year. just jump ahead yeah and absolutely it in. have your heroine's hero sitting at her laptop wearing a mask you know yeah. the world has changed it's fascinating yeah. and hasn't it it's brought people to their extremes you know yeah. like my daughter Lydia said people out jogging are saying hello now mm. and then yet you go to Chinatown and it's empty and mm. nobody's buying Peking duck and you know the yep. whole of society is going 
very uh, very peculiar yeah that's very true rich stuff i even got mad online at a stupid comment on a facebook group the other day which i never do <laughs> maybe that's why maybe yeah. it's the world going yeah. mad that yeah. made this me is go a great mad. gift to you and tremendous acts of heroism and generosity out in the bush um there's some stories that yeah. have been out there have uh, on abc people who have lost close friends and family and just trying to rebuild their lives it, it's impacting us all not just the smoke in the city yeah that's so true and how how have you been what have you been up to helen in the last well, what have bit? I, oh gosh i don't know but <laughs> i've got this beautiful this came in the post yesterday oh, the italian oh. edition of bono and it's a special, I love my Italian readers because they're Aww. so friendly and warm okay. and they always write to me and they're great. And Aww. Edie Tassi is yeah, the translator. Oh, yeah, and brilliant. she's got a novel therapy group in Italy. And hey, Edie, we're oh, coming over to see you. Exactly, you are on our <laughs> long-term plan. Our trajectory yeah. is headed to you. We can't learn Italian <laughs> fast enough. Exactly. That's just where it all ends up for us is Italy novel therapy and yeah. Edie. and I've been doing a lot of kind of background work on my next book which mm. I'm sort of mm-hmm. under pressure to provide okay. but there have been too many introductions but unlike you you're writing about the present mm. I'm writing about the 60s about growing up in New Zealand in the 60s so I'm immersing myself in big things that were happening then like yeah. the Vietnam War yeah um, nuclear testing these are great backgrounds for any writing. Look at some of the greatest books that have ever been written, like Gone with the Wind. Mm, mm. I haven't read the book, but I've seen no, the movie set against <laughs> that civil war, you yeah. know, or even Little Women, you know, mm. we've both seen that yep, movie yep, and yep, loved yep. it over yeah. the summer. Yeah, absolutely. So look at this yeah. great canvas you've got, Kate. Yes, it's a good point, and I think it, it's almost like a character, isn't it? Or it's a... It's a tone and a setting and it should interact with the characters in the story, the background, definitely, the times. Definitely. Yeah. Or even, you know, even closer than that, a family member who's out there in the bush. Mm. And, gosh. Yeah, well, we saw a really beautiful story last night from Monique Bowley, I think that's how you say her surname, who used to work at Mamma Mia. I think she's now a journalist, but she told the story of her brother's winery burning and showed it with photos and it was a really powerful and simple storytelling mm. technique that really personalised the bushfires, yes. didn't it? Just one yes. story, yes. one man, his business yeah. and it was her brother and you could hear her emotion Yes, and it was really impactful, wasn't yes. it? Yes. Yeah. So. Mm, that's a good point. Fascinating times. Yes, yeah. it is. Um, so with season two, I might just quickly update our listeners too. There's a couple of exciting changes happening one that they will see when they're listening to this which is we have a new logo <laughs> we shared the and photos we, we haven't even been airbrushed no it's just we're raw. just naturally hashtag that no fancy. filter <laughs> <laughs> hashtag no edit that's exactly right we had a really fun day here with um libby who's a friend of mine um down in well the peninsula swell creative is the name of her business she's a designer and she has taken photos of us Put it into a fun sort of and context. Jonah. And Jonah. Jonah. Jonah is He's in it. sitting on top of the printer at the moment, <laughs> licking himself. He's just checking out that everything's in order. Yeah. Um, so that was really fun, wasn't it? Getting, it was. Yeah. It was. And we're very happy with the result. We're thrilled. Yeah. And it gives us a fresh new look. Um, and also we're going to try and keep our podcast a bit tighter to time this season. Yes. Where are we at? 30 minutes is our aim. Um maybe a little bit longer if we have a if guest, we've got a guest yes. yeah but yeah. we're going to try and keep it a bit tighter and punchier 
And we're just um, really excited to bring you season two. Yes. Yeah. Um, so shall we, on that note, dive into our, our clinic, which is well, our main yeah. section? Yeah. Well, this was my idea because we're beginning yes. a new series. I thought, let's look at the beginnings of books because they're so pivotal. They, they set the tone of what you're going to be reading. Mm-hmm. they You pick a book up in the bookshop and many people will look at the first sentence. Do they? Oh, gosh, I would never do that. I'm many so people look at the last page. Oh, and, but I would say, and the majority of editors and you know people in publishing will look at the first... Really? Yeah. And you, so you don't have a great deal of time to hook your reader's curiosity, mm, com- mm. compassion interest and so I've asked you mm. to pick up a couple of your yeah. favorite ones I've just brought one of okay. my favorite um mm-hmm. entries into one of my favorite books okay. so yeah and then we'll hear yours yeah. and look I think often when you're writing a book the first paragraph is the last thing you write ultimately yeah. so okay. forgive yourself if you're not happy with yeah your, your... I noticed I edited it when I yeah, was no, doing you'll, this you'll edit it yeah. forever Kate okay. you will so would, would you like to start with your one. Sure. Yeah. I've only got a couple of sentences. That's good. Um, where is it? So she's okay. now going to be wearing a mask. <laughs> exactly. I'll put on my mask of fear and shame. No, I won't. Okay, so mine is, God is definitely not a woman. Maraid typed softly into her keyboard. She smiled guiltily to herself. No one could see her screen from here. Good. Mm. I I stumbled a bit through that. Yes. So God is definitely not a woman, Maraid typed softly into her keyboard. She smiled guiltily to herself. No one could see her screen from here. Good. Good. I can almost smell the smoke coming into the office as she's typing. Weren't those Mm. smoky days in Melbourne? Yeah, they were surreal. They were. Good. Okay. Now, what about, have you got a most favourite book? I've got a few. I pulled out whatever was sort of nearest to me. Um... I love Curtis Sittenfeld is one of my favorite authors. She's an American author and she, her one of her recent books is called Eligible, which is a rewrite of Pride and Prejudice, mm-hmm. a modern Good Pride title. and Prejudice. Yeah. Um, and her first line is, well before his arrival in Cincinnati, everyone knew that Chip Bingley was looking for a wife. Gosh, that's very Pride and prejudice Yeah, it? Yeah, well, she's even got wow. the names. Yeah. Gosh, I didn't know men still looked for wives. That's fascinating. Well, mm. I'll tell you mine. I fell madly in love with a book called Less. Oh, Joan, he's always <laughs> jealous if I fall in love with anything. <laughs> anyway, Less by Arthur Sean Greer. I always find his name hard to remember, which is mm. difficult considering I'm madly in love with him. And I actually <laughs> fan-stalked him at the Auckland Writers Festival a while mm. ago, and he's as gorgeous as his writing. My GP recommended this book, okay. and I bought it. And I tried to get into it, and I couldn't. Okay. And then I went back into it, and Mm. I love it. This is his first paragraph. From where I sit, the story of Arthur Less is not so bad. Look at him, seated primly on the hotel lobby's plush round sofa, blue suit and white shirt, legs knee-crossed, so that one polished loafer hangs free of its heel. The pose of a young man... His slim shadow is, in fact, still that of his younger self, but at nearly 50, he's like those bronze statues in public parks that, despite one lucky knee rubbed raw by schoolchildren, discolour beautifully until they match the trees. And what I love about that is 
who's telling this story? Mm. It's not Arthur. It's someone observing him. Mm. And it doesn't feel like it's God or some dispassionate person. Yeah, and this, there's warmth in it. Yeah, yeah. this vo- mysterious voice follows Arthur. And Arthur's a failed novelist, which is kind of probably why I identify with him, <laughs> schlepping around second-rate book fairs in Europe. And <clears throat> Anyway, I really empathise with Arthur. And by the end of the book, you're very curious to find out who that voice is. Mm. So within that short, beautifully written paragraph... Mm. He's raising, he's painting a picture of so many things. A man Mm. who's beautifully presented, insecure, reaching a difficult age, Mm. for gay men especially. Yeah. And uh, gosh, it carries you through. It does. And Mm. it's interesting because I wanted to talk a bit today in terms of updating you about character. And it's interesting that the, the example you've chosen is such a... It's, it's character. It's, yes. it's giving us character as an entry into story. And that's what will pull you through into yeah. a book, you know, to follow the book through. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's a really different example. Yeah. I don't know if you've ever read Before I Go to Sleep, S.J. Wilson. It no. was a um, first-time novelist that did really well, so that really annoyed me. I was like, damn it. Apparently this man was like worked in the NHS in, in England and then went and did a book writing course and, of course, his first book is a bestseller and it's become a movie. Don't worry about that. Whatever. I mean, you know, be careful what you wish for. <laughs> Just enjoy the process because yes. you're getting so much more out of it. No, and that's true. Look, if you get a contract, your life will implode. You'll be, it'll be awful. It'll be so, a whole new season yeah. of novel therapy. Yeah, so <laughs> there's the pain of being an unpublished writer yeah. and the pain of being a published writer. Yeah. And then you'll be furious, you're not getting enough copies sold, you're not getting enough publicity. The writer's pain never ends. So don't worry. Good to know. Enjoy this. Take that. Writer's pain never ends. (laughs) (laughs) We're here to make you feel good. So this start I thought was really cool, almost quite different to what you just read. Yeah. The bedroom is strange, unfamiliar. I don't know where I am, how I came to be here. I don't know how I'm going to get home. Lovely. So it's almost quite the opposite of that. That's quite long sentences, descriptive. This is like short and quite panicked. Yes. Um, and don't you want to know? You know, no yeah. wonder he got that published. Yeah. You, and you feel empathy with that person's vulnerability because of the short sentences. Yeah. There's a, an honesty about it. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I'm mm. going to read one more for our listeners. Some of you may know this one. I'm not going to say the title. We're not getting a kitten, I said. Negotiating our station wagon about a bend the shape of a pretzel. We're just going to look at them. That's Cleo. That's Helen's, <laughs> that's Helen's was, opening line. I didn't see your face then. Oh, no. What were you doing? Well, I, no, I was holding my breath because now you see I'm starting a new book myself and I thought, oh gosh, how do you do this? Mm. So I went back and looked at that. Did you? Oh, I thought, yeah, well, there's a question raised. It's not great art, but. One quote I absolutely love. I've been watching um, Comedians in Cars Drinking oh, Coffee with Seinfeld. Oh, yes, 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 yeah. And one of them said, don't ever think you're going to sit down and write something important. That's yeah, a recipe. that's very liberating. Yeah. Yeah. It's never going to be important. Yeah. If it is, well, hallelujah, but it's not <laughs> going to be important. So just frigging do your best. And enjoy it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Actually, there's one more here, which is literally just a sentence. This is another favourite author of mine, Marion Keys, who has a new book out. Yeah, I'm she so does. excited. She's Grown very ups. clever. Yes, I saw that. And she wrote in the a piece in the Guardian. My friend sent me saying she only reads female authors. She won't read male authors, just to make a sort of a bit of a stand. What a legend! Mm-hmm. Um, her opening line from the break: "Myself and Hugh, I say, 
we're taking a break. What a great opener. That's so cool. It's so simple. It It just sets it up. Straight away, you want to know why. Yeah. And this thing I say. So she's having to own up socially. Yeah, who she's saying it to and what does Hugh think about it. Yeah. You know? I say this, but gosh. Well, that's true. It's interesting that point you just make that that relationship between the narrator, can we trust them? You know, or just that sense of like your one, who's describing it? Yeah. So it's interesting that whole choice about omnipresent, you know, like do you, yeah. how do you narrate? The voice, yeah, finding the, the voice. voice. Yeah. And probably the simplest way to go about it is to just do it in the first person and have yeah. things happen to them. Yeah. That's all I've been capable of in my life. Well, see, but. I went for third person. I don't know why. I sort of made that decision from the start. Oh, actually, I think in my novel I did third person. Yeah. yeah. I, and I, it is, that does give you flexibility. I think there's obviously... It feels easier to do I, but I just wanted to make sure I had that little bit of extra distance. I don't know. That was just an instinct to be able to describe her. I don't know. For some reason, I think because I write so much in my journal, I, 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 I just wanted to have a crack at stepping back. Yeah. 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 Um, Oh, there's some mm. wonderful stuff there. Don't, you know, and I can just feel in my bones Mm -hmm. the hours and mm. months that have gone into creating those few short paragraphs that we've just read to each yeah. other. David Sedaris is a writer I admire greatly, mm. and he write, He said he writes everything 16 times. Wow. And I can. I would be up there with that. Really? The, more, the simpler mm. a piece of writing looks, the, the more, more work's gone, gone into, into it. it. Yeah. Mm. So mm. there you go. It is interesting. All right. So in terms of an update, because I know a couple of people have sort of said, how am I going with the writing and everything? Yes. Um, so what I've kind of done, I'm, I still, I don't know exactly how many weeks it's been over the break, but I did have a couple of weeks off obviously for Christmas. But the main sort of progress I've made and what I want to show you and tell you is um, that as Helen and I were talking about last night, when I first started this process I was really adamant that my mother's death would not be part of my novel Mm. I just didn't think it was I thought my novel was about being cheated on and overcoming that it was going to be about a relationship breakdown that leads to a better outcome for a woman so I sort of erased the child which I have in my real life and I raised the dead mother because I just thought keep it simple but of course part of the process for me in season one was actually realizing that if I go in and share my pain and actually share or at least utilize some of the things that happened to me in losing mum it could actually help others and it could actually help me and it's been probably the biggest gift so far of novel therapy is realizing that I can deepen my novel I think back at the start I've written everything down pretty much that you've ever said when I would listen back and you said go deeper you said make the characters more complex don't be afraid to tell those stories so I feel like the main part of work I've done, I haven't really progressed my word count. In fact, I've taken, I've, I've minused a third of what I'd Good. written because chapter the three. The delete button I have is to. a very important. I deleted a few thousand words because. Yeah, that's fine. Chapter it's three. It was Yeah. Mm. I mean, I'm paranoid enough to keep it in a scrap document just in yeah, case. Yeah, good, good. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but what I've done, because that third scene, basically I want to get to this, in the first three chapters, I want to get to the point where she finds out the allegation that her husband's cheating. But I needed that third scene to be a family, I wanted it to be a family dinner. So I had to rewrite all the characters because mm. I had a, a live mother 
now I've changed it to a deceased mother, a stepmother. I've actually changed all the family characters. And what I realized was that family is more important than I perhaps first thought to this story. So I've really made a lot of effort to shape the sister character, the brother character, the father, the stepmother. I had to go back, even though she's not present in the book, I've had to really, I spent a lot of time working on the mother's character, why she Mm. died, how she Mm. died. Mm. And so essentially... Um, I've rewritten the whole plot outline. Yeah. It now has a different it's, – it's a different story, really. Yeah. So the first two yeah. chapters stand, although I've made little adjustments about characters and different things. And I, I think now one thing I'll note now is to go back and add that layer of 2020. Yes, please add the do. Smoke, add, the, add, the, add the donating to the koalas, you yeah. know, being heartbroken about. And a connection with a character that's very... Yeah, you know. well, that was what was lovely about that story last night. Yeah. Exactly, because someone in an office someone's, is going to know someone who lives yeah. in the country. And someone's writing that book now, Kate, and that person yeah. should be you. So, look, if you're listening yeah. to this and you're struggling with your massive creative project, unravelling, taking, you know... Like, mm. I'm a terrible knitter. Every now and then mm-hmm. I have to unravel all the stitches and start again. Mm. That's fine. You've still got the wool. So keep going, yep. but mostly enjoy it. That's the yes. purpose. Well, I started writing only last week because I spent a lot of time on this character document to the point where it's ridiculous. <laughs> know, it's 17,000 words long. I know it's quite <laughs> embarrassing. But I followed the template that I learned from that character workshop I did at yeah. the end of last year. And actually, it's funny because, and that's why I was interesting hearing your um, paragraph that you read out because it's so character driven. Yes. Yeah. And it's made me feel glad that I've spent that time, yes. even though it's felt like I've been not progressing. But actually, I have because yeah. I feel that the characters I've developed because I've taken the time to actually go. What were their big standout childhood yeah. memories? What's yeah. their star sign? Do they believe in that? What's their quirk? What do they not like to eat? I've done that work now and I feel actually when I had it started again on chapter three, it was so much easier and I feel kind of excited now that I've spent the time imagining who these people are and now I get to play with them. It's like a puppet maker kind of I'm playing with the puppet and now I get to insert them into the scene. So I feel I'm hoping it will pay off the work I've done. Of course it will. Do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I would love that opening sentence to give us a bit more of a uh, let's see – Further down the mm. track, you'll mm-hmm. go back to that mm. and bring in some more character other mm. than that's a great line that God's not a, definitely not a woman, mm. but let's bring some more into that and a little bit more um, conflict or um, setting. Yeah, yeah. okay. Because yeah. I think I, it goes on to basically say in that first setting she's, she's secretly blogging at work. So yeah. I want that tension to be there. Yep. And it sort of leads to an embarrassing gap yes. at work. Yeah. I think that works well. Yeah. But, yeah, and as you say, I sort of feel ready to leave that behind now and keep going. I need to Good. work on this. Chapter three where the reveal happens of the cheating allegation. Yep. And those first three chapters I'd like to give you again um, and see if they're sort of working yeah. a- a- along with my new plot okay. summary. I think we should have a cat update before we... Yeah. Well, we should have a regular cat update yes. because now you've got <laughs> a cat. I I do. Gorgeous Ziggy who I haven't met yeah. yet but I've seen photos. Yeah. She looks adorable. She's beautiful. So How we have a new to get kitten. A female cat. Yeah, yeah. well, I let no Emmy time. choose her. <laughs> <laughs> so for those listeners who maybe haven't listened to season one i had a cat milo who was about seven years old who unexpectedly died he's just over here just chilling um so milo unfortunately had a sort of undiagnosed heart condition and suddenly died last year which was really awful while my daughter was away which was 
doubly awful. And pretty quickly, Emmy sort of suggested that she'd like to get a new kitten. Um, so we did. We went down to the RSPCA on the peninsula on the early June, uh, early January, and I let Emmy choose. Emmy chose this little white kitten with tortoiseshell kind of markings and a cute little. She looks like a bat girl. She's got like the brown and black on her eyes, like a mask, and the rest of her is white. And it's a girl, and we called her Ziggy Hazelnut. <laughs> because um, Isla wanted to call her Hazelnut, so that was the compromise. Very good. Ziggy Hazelnut, and she's mad. She's a terrorist who attacks plants. She attacks forest, our other cat. Oops. She is Thundercat sometimes. At night, she becomes Thundercat. She just thunders through the house, and she leaves um, debris around the house. You can see where she's been. She attacks my beautiful maidenhair fern. Um, Jonah's making love <laughs> to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Joni's probably flirting with Ziggy. I think that's what's happening. But she's a delight. And it's actually, it is really lovely to remember the energy of a kitten. Yes. They don't make sense. They're crazy. Well, I must come and see her for for research for my book too because I'm writing about a tabby. Maybe down um, when when you come down for Rosebud, pop into my place on the way and and meet Ziggy. Jonah's big news, and (laughs) it only happened yesterday. This is just wonderful. I've found, and it's through a friend of mine, Honorina, I've, we have located a vet who will visit you in your home. <laughs> so Jonah no longer has to go, undergo the indignity of Aww, going Jonah. to... Yeah, we're very excited. And we, I explained uh, Jonah's personality and his quirks, <laughs> and it sounds like this lovely woman, Maria, is going to be very understanding. Aww. I think that'll be lovely. I hope to see a photo of Jonah and his vet She's when coming Monday week. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. I look forward to seeing that in the Facebook group. Yes. <laughs> So, yes, so now I'm looking at the time. We might be on to... Yeah, we're we're perfectly on time. We're ready to go to Planet Social. And just to finish up the cat book section, and you need to give me a diagnosis, though, Helen, for my current state of writing. I think you're in a great space. Oh, good. I feel like I am, too. Yeah. No, just keep at it. Just keep at it. Yes, yes, I don't think I have any medication to offer you I love this clinic. (laughs) (laughs) I always feel good. I've been laughing a lot. That's so important. And not taking it too seriously. No, what was that thing you said? Don't you think nev- you're writing something important. It's never going to be important. I like that a lot. That's liberating. And please look at this dystopian world of 2020. I'm taking that, that on board. I think that's really free smart. material. And it's, as you say, it's 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 fascinating. The world has changed yeah. in January, for, especially need, for Australians. We, the, we, ordinary people, need to try and make sense of it. And okay. this is where writers and artists come into their own because they interpret extraordinary events and help us make sense of them so please oh, kate i love writers that. painters artists storytellers please help us i'm so glad you've encouraged me to do that because i was thinking a little bit about it but now i realize it's kind of important well that part's important yeah. isn't it yeah and somebody said australia's like the um canary in the coal mine you know this shocking uh, mm. summer we've had mm-hmm. the rest of the world yeah, it's is, woken up the world yeah yeah. So okay. You're in the perfect position to tell the story. All right. I will take that on board. I like that a lot. Um, so to finish, again, for those who might be new to the podcast, because my um, day job is social media marketing, 
And so what we do is have a little... Jonah's really in love with that microphone today. We have a little update called Planet Social, which is just a snapshot of what might be happening in the world of social. So the update I have today is connected to Pause Fest because at Pause Fest, you know, lots of topics came up that are related to brands and business and digital and marketing, etc. And it's also what I noticed in all... At this time of year, you get a lot of reviews of social media trends in 2020, which I think we touched on in December... Um, but one of the big trends that I noticed was big at pause and it was big at, um, it, it featured in all these reviews and predictions is purpose. It was so lovely for me. And I, I think if I've got, uh, got time, I'm going to try and put a blog post together of the key themes I felt were really prominent at pause. Do you know what they all were? They were all about meaningful stuff instead of like get your customers you know be amazing neon lights it was all much more meaningful you mean i can't wear my glitter jacket (laughs) i've only worn my glitter jacket once and that was at christmas no that's part of it because it's about authenticity and purpose but i this is less for a writer because you have purpose this is more for businesses but what they were basically saying in these reports and at pause and everything is that do you know what purpose-driven businesses are doing better that's good it's kind of exciting, yeah. isn't it? And we, we need integrity as well. Please. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And you know why? Because millennials, who are currently aged 23 to about 38, millennials just won't stand for crap. They, don't, they see through regular advertising. They see through... If your Goodness. real objective is to make money... Oh, Jonah's showing his anus. <laughs> sorry, actually, I put him off the thing. It's a bit... That was a sentence I didn't expect to hear today. But look, it does happen. Um, but yeah, so I found that really interesting. So for example, here's a way to quantify it. Apparently, purpose-driven companies are seeing higher share gains and basically better business. They grow three times faster on average than their competitors, according right. to Deloitte. So that's kind of an interesting trend that I noticed and you know when I translate it to myself it, it's interesting with what you're saying about use these current this current climate and inject it and be that's kind of purpose too mm, a bit do something it useful is. you know yeah. have a reason that you're trying to share like and yeah. I guess back to our whole reason for being with this podcast using a bad experience and grief to hopefully help others that's purpose too when you think about it oh totally yeah because what else are we here on earth for if not to help others because otherwise our existence is pretty minimal really yeah and no matter how long you've got on the planet do something good in one day even if it doesn't turn out the way you had intended oh dear (laughs) i've got a few ideas (laughs) oh there's so much to talk about oh there is but Mm. that's that's um that's a wrap for us we're on time i'm so proud of us um i can see the clock counting down there just over 30 so we will endeavor to be very polished and punctual week after week um and we will bring our purpose to you our listeners we'll be purpose-driven podcast but also having fun and we love hearing from you yeah we really do we get we get incredibly encouraged every time someone new joins our podcast group we get like we just internally high five each other yeah we do don't we we do yeah we love it so please um ask questions let us know what you want us to talk about jonah is just very involved in today's episode (laughs) (laughs) he has a lot to say um He's basically massaging the my microphone. Yeah, I can see cat hair on it right yeah, now. It's very disgusting. cute. So that's us. That is episode one, season two. We hope you like our new uh, logo. Oh, fabulous. Ah, and we will speak to you next time. Oh, and I meant to say as well, we're going to do it every two weeks yes. now. That's part of the new deal. Absolutely. Yeah, just because yep. we're, you know, so busy and fabulous. We need time <sighs> out. Um, so we will speak to you next time in two weeks. Bye. Bye.